0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and friends beyond the binary, it's time for the podcaster uh, who's, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of something to say uh, so I can uh, fill your ears with lulls. Uh, But I'm glad I have the opportunity to because you support me so I can keep it going. Thanks, patrons. Hey, are you up all night, tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, a podcast that puts you to sleep. We do as a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And uh, all you need to do is get... What I'm going to do is I'm going to send my... Vo- what am I... Wait. What well, you need to do is get in bed turn on the press. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is... Uh, sorry, sometimes I get mixed up. I want to make sure I have it right. So what I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place. So a nice, welcoming, safe place uh, where you could set aside whatever is keeping you awake. If it's uh, thinking... Uh, stuff you're thinking about, uh, physical f- sensations, uh, feelings, emotions, a combination of those. Uh, that's what I sometimes have. E- even when I'm saying the intro, sometimes I have them. I say f- thoughts, uh, f- yep, uh, uh, physical sensations related to those thoughts, or maybe one or the other. Yep, uh, phys- uh, uh, feelings about, yeah, I say that's the triumvirate maybe or the trip There's a triptych in my mind in my heart you know my gut in my heart i guess you could say but it could be other stuff it could just be travel changing your routine you could work a work schedule where you need a little help i'm here to help with that too uh, second third shifters uh people working and uh people working on uh, ships and uh trains and wherever else uh you know, like, you know, I'm here to help with whatever it is. Even if it's just for one night, you know, you're getting geared up for uh, something coming up or a test or whatever. I'm here. Uh, what I'm going to do is uh, keep you company. I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I got, Like I said, I got this safe place, smooth, padded, and rubbed down for you. I'm also going to use the lulling, soothing tones and pointless meanders. Uh, superfluous tangents, holy cow. Uh, my tangents will be, they'll go just like that. They'll peter Things will peter out and then they'll start, they'll almost peter out, where it'll slow down, slow down, and then I'll start to pick it up again. Uh, pointless meter superfluous what a bunch of other stuff, uh, Mostly to take your mind off whatever's keeping you awake so you can drift off. So if you're new, a few things to know right up front. I want to earn your trust. And you don't have to give it to me, right? You could you like hold on to it for sure and see how it goes. But a couple of things I've learned over doing this show uh, for the 800-plus episodes we've done it for uh, one, I want to, I want you to know about the structure of the show. So the show starts off with a few minutes of business. And that's how we're able to bring the podcast to everybody for free. So thanks for going through that. Uh, then there's an the intro. The intros are around 12 to 15 minutes. And if you're new, that might seem strange. Regular listeners, it's, uh, it's one of the bombs that soothes them, actually. That's B-A-L-M. But... Uh, at first, you might say, wait a second, intro, that's 12, most of the podcasts I listen to are 12 to 15 minutes. And I'd say, yeah, it takes me about 12 to 15 minutes to like uh, not warm up. That would be the wrong word. Uh, but to, to really, what the intro is, is a, an opportunity to ease you into bedtime, introduce you to the podcast, show you how um, qualified I am. Despite my lack of qualifications, like how qualified I am to lose your attention, you might even say I'm overqualified because I'll go off to you say, well, let's go through what you see. This is what happened to me. Son, you have an 80-page resume, and there's, it's, full, it's only filler. You're describing a, something. Brushing your teeth is not a job skill. And I'd say, really? Is it really? It's not. It's, a, it's part of uh, getting along in the workplace skills, so I don't know where else you'd use it. And he'd say, okay, let's move on to page 47 then. And so what was my point? Oh, the intro's a bit like that. Uh, it's where I explain what the podcast is, but it takes me 15 minutes because I want to ease you into bedtime. And I don't know. Now I'm distracted by a tangent I could go on about a fake resume, not a fake resume I have uh, once had. So we'll, maybe we'll go back to that. Uh, not a fake resume, some a fictional. I made a fictional resume once. I'm not kidding. You probably heard. I mean, I think I talked about this, but probably not in the last four or five hundred episodes. But so the intro is to ease you into bedtime. That's why it takes so long. Some listeners fall asleep to it. Some listeners get ready for bed listening to it. Some listeners listen during the day. Two or 3% or so skip ahead 15 to 20 minutes and just start there. And some percentage of people fall asleep right away during the intro. So those are kind of see how it goes thing. But the whole idea of the intro is I try to weave a metaphor about, uh, what the podcast is and how it works. And it ends up looking a bit like my handwriting, which has been described in a neutral way as gobbledygook. And I said, how did you know that's exactly what I was writing? That was the word I, you got my word on the first try. That was in one of my the gra- one of the grades in school where I got, uh, the old NI on the report card needs improvement. Uh, so what was I gonna say? So where was I? Uh, oh, so the intro really is like just a, a just, it's just a fun time for me to help ease you into bed, uh, kind of like talking you in, in indirect way. You know, poof in your pillow over. You want me to move that over there? How about if I just swish out these sheets so you can see like that? that? Swishy swishy swoosh. Okay. Oh, you want me to do that? Okay. Well, how about this? Uh... You want me to get to, later? I'll put some water in that plant for you too. Oh, that's not a plant. Well, then I'll take care of it. Don't don't consider it done. Here, let me just pull one of these tissues out for so it's like just halfway out for your convenience. There you go. So that's the intro. Then there'll be some business. Then there's a, a, a bedtime story tonight. It'll be our episodic series, uh, Adventures of Doctor Triangle and Isosceles." which is, a, you can listen, they're independent stories. Uh, I explain everything at the beginning of every episode. So if you like intro, if you like the intros, you see, this one you get two introductions for the price of one, which is price of zero, because uh, you get the intro to the show and then the intro to the um, Dr. Triangle and Isosceles, which is different than a podcast intro, but it's still kind of the same idea. I just try to recap everything, who, who they are, Uh, Who, what, where, why, when, and how kind of stuff. So that's the intro. Oh, that's the bedtime story. Then there's some thank yous at the end. So that's the structure of the show. Uh, The reason I make this show is because I want to help take your mind off stuff and uh, help you fall asleep. I believe you truly do deserve a good night's sleep. Uh, And this is a podcast you don't really need to listen to, so you could kind of listen... As you as you get used to it, you say, well, I, kind of, I totally listen until I fall asleep, or I only half listen, or I turn your way down, or I fall asleep as soon as I hear you, or I don't understand what you're talking about, but I kind of do, or there's also no pressure to fall asleep because some of you are listening for companionship in the deep dark night, and I'm here to keep you company to the very end, so don't worry, I'm here, and you can back up uh, episode after episode after episode if you need it Uh, because I'm here to help with that. Now, what qualifies me to do any of this? Well, one, I've been there in deep, dark night. I know how it feels. Uh, Two, well, back when I was uh, just getting ready to enter the job market, which I didn't end up doing, actually. I ended up volunteering after I graduated, but for a year. But so when we were doing that, like a lot of my... I think I was supposed to be working on a resume, and some of my roommates uh, had uh, five roommates. They were all working on the resumes. Some of them may have already had jobs, even. And I said to myself, I said, like, I remember sitting down, and it was so we had a, uh, we were having a party, and I said, let's have a resume party. That'll be fun. Everybody, you can only come in if you have a resume. Because I don't know, I don't know why I thought of that, but I thought it'd be cool. Then, I, so then I decided to write my own fictional resume. It's just it's just how I was kind of wired. Is that uh, you know I do better with fictional accolades and uh, accomplishments. And I, re- I mean, this was, was you see that's like the fertile ground the podcast grew in many years before it happened. Uh, I know some of you are probably wondering what uh, what was on my resume the only I can only remember a couple of them and you know they weren't as advanced level puns as I do in this podcast. Also, I get them mixed up because I did uh, uh, fictionalize some other accomplishments and then send them in to my uh, alumni like magazine as uh, hey, this is something I accomplished. Uh, but I know there was one that I had at an ice cream parlor called Utter Delight, U-D-D-E-R Delight, because uh, I thought that was a good one. So I said that I worked there, which, I, it's to, to, to my knowledge, there probably is one called Utter Delight. Uh, it would be funny if it was a non-dairy. It would be better, yeah, if it was non-dairy, because then it would be like, oh, okay, that's a real pun. Uh, but at the time it was... Uh, Like you say, 1% of all, um, purchases go to, uh, um, bag bomb. And, you know, just, uh, cows being able to just be cows instead of having to do the other stuff. Uh, so that was one, utter delight. Then I get, start to get mixed up of what, when I fictionalize what parts of my history. I know there was one where I pretended I had a sport fishing business called, uh, I think it was, I can't remember why it was, it was called Salmon Rye. So instead of Ham on Rye, it was uh, Salmon Rye, S-A-L-M-O-N, Rye. And maybe it was like it was supposedly in Rye, New York. I don't know where else, uh, or was it a sandwich and uh sword fishing? I can't remember. There was another good one though. One time, I said I told my uh, my alumni magazine that I had won a name. It was a big pizza chain, and they had a name a new pizza one. And I said that's what that was a pizza I named. Uh, and I said I won. Of course, they probably called and checked, uh, you know, the great pizza name contest. They said, "Oh yeah, it was uh, salmon rye rye pizza dough uh, with smoked salmon." Uh, so that one didn't fly either. But there was a couple other things on the resume up there. And people, like, uh, I'm not bragging, but people loved it. And then they everybody wanted to make a copy of it and take it in. Those people that already had jobs, yeah, they were like, let me take your resume into work. And then I saw it because I had my real name and everything on there. And so I destroyed the resume because uh, they like I, I said, well, I don't want people to actually think this is my resume. How will I ever build a career? Who knew I would build a career out of a fictional resume? It's true, though. I wonder where else I said I worked. There was one other place. Oh, there was um. Oh, some sort of, well, this is interesting. I think it was like, a oh, she- some sort of shepherd business. No, that was another thing when my, that was for the alumni directory. That might have actually made it in there because it was a third-party company. And sometimes I think, you know, sometimes I'm just not, this is not stuff to be proud of either. I feel like a chunk from Goonies, uh, I wonder what the name of that was. I'll have to look at my alumni. I think I bought a copy of it because it was the one where they try to sell you the hard copy. If you get into the alumni directory, if those who's who professional journals never charged, I probably would have got into one of those, uh, but yeah, one time I told the person when they called for the alumni directory that I was a shep—I was a working shepherd, uh, which is really not that somebody proud of because there's working shepherds out there. But I, because I had a pun-based name, I, you know, I thought that made it okay. Though I can't remember for the life of me uh, uh, what it probably was like. Uh, what are those things called? A crook that they hold up? Uh, so it's maybe, I don't know, chinook and crook, it was sport fishing and shepherding. Maybe that was an, that was another, no, that's a long pun. Oh boy. Anyway, let me get back. So the basically it's a podcast you don't need to listen to. I'm qualified uh, to take your mind off of stuff because I've been there and I'd like to help. Now the podcast does not work for everybody. So give it a few tries, see if it works for you. I hope it does. Uh, But my main message is thank you so much for checking the show out, for giving me your time. I work very hard. I really do yearn and strive uh, because I want to help you fall asleep. Uh, And here's a couple of ways we're able to keep this podcast free for everybody. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of our uh, episodically modular series, uh, The Adventures of Dr. Triangle and Isosceles. It does come with a hint of seriality, but you could listen in any order. That's what episodically modular means. Because I'm going to catch you up right now. A bedtime story is set up with a bit you know, in a bedtime story format. Uh, so I'll slow it down even more. So Doctor, try. So if this is your first episode, you're in good shape. Uh, and if this is, you say, "Well, I listened to, to seven, then two, then this one," I say, "No problem. I'll catch you right up." Uh, this, I believe is episode nine. Though so again, like I said, those are just numbers, uh, episode numbers are just no- numbers in this case, uh, except for the last one, 10, but, but still you could listen to it in any order. Uh, you know, I tried reading like, uh, if for practice for when I was a librarian, I read uh, Terry Goodkind's, uh, second book in, uh, the Wizard of Truth series, I believe that's it, or the Sword of Truth, uh. And then I went back. Uh, so I don't know what that has to do with that. Sorry, Terry, by the way. Uh, no know of us was supposed to do that. Okay, so where was I? I was saying, oh, so welcome to our series, uh, Dr. Triangle and Isosceles. Good evening. So this is the tale of Dr. Triangle and Isosceles, two traveling performers who live in a world without math, uh, or a world of greatly reduced math and math-based principles. Uh, once it was a w- world uh, pretty much like ours, pretty much our world, and then there was a waning. There was a combination of things: a waning belief in respect for math, you know, which seems very far fetched. Of course, I mean, not like a general. You say, oof, math! Uh, that's different." This is like, uh, you know, you know what I mean. Uh, but you say, well, is it just humans being humans? And I say, well, in this case, that's where there was uh, more than one thing happening. So in the populace of planet Earth, uh, particularly in the USA where I live, uh, in this fictional story, the people said, well, you know, math, uh, you know, it got, got more and more. Not everybody, but probably, you know, plural, whatever the one was. I don't know if it was a plurality, a majority uh, pl- 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 what is a what is a group of pl- pl- plots called? Uh, plotorally? Pl- pl- plator- that's more f- suited for a "Sleep with Me" intro. But I was just curious when I was thinking of uh, what's the one where everybody's trying to agree? Consensus. I don't know if there was a consensus on math but there was also outside forces at work outside of some people's belief systems. Even, but if you watch big screen movies. Uh, a goddess had come to Earth or sent her powers to Earth, the goddess Discordia, who is anti-math. She's not, she's, she doesn't. She wants to rid the entire planet Earth of all math, and that's her plan. That's what she's been up to, first probably subtly, then more and more actively. But, of course, there's a counterbalance, and in this story or in this historical recounting is another goddess, Shashat, who believes in math and, uh, math based things, uh, because it, what we found, uh, is that once you get rid of math, uh, you're pretty much living in a, you, you know, you still had, you can't, can't retain all the knowledge cause you say, okay, boot, boot that up for me. Uh, and they say, well, it can't boot up. We don't have math. We don't have, there's no, oh, Okay. We could You could look it up in a book, but we got rid of the card catalog, so it's just a bunch of books now. And they see, didn't someone preserve the card catalog downstairs in the, uh, like, uh, archives? Yeah, but the archives were climate-controlled, and those were... Uh, so the climate was no longer controlled. So, there's yeah, no, we don't have the... What in the name of the Dewey Decimal System? How did it... Well, actually... If I could remember, if I could decipher the Dewey Decimal System, we because we, I had it memorized when I went to library school. This is a fictional character, by the way. You know, I'd be able to point you to the right section, but I can't remember. There's all those numbers there. I can't make any sense of them at all. So, a world without math is a bit like uh, the Middle Ages or something. You say, well, okay, well, we've got some basic concepts here. Or a low-mass world. So that's the world. Who are we talking about? Dr. Triangle and Isosceles, once-traveling performers, whose form of performance was math parody. They like, they actually were capitalizing on anti-math sentiment. And they were traveling performers, traveling in a wagon with their mule, Ada, uh, putting on shows... Uh, kind of making fun of math lovers uh, or math appreciators, which I would consider myself a math appreciator and respecter. Uh, though I'll tell you what, as soon as you get rid of my electrons, I become a math lover without, I say, like, a, or forlorn, you know. So they, but then, that was before the story started. Once the story started, they were recruited by the goddess Sashat's and she said to them, or her um, earthly, she said, you know, I'm looking for two heroic figures um, to restore the principles of math in the world. And I have these magic charm bracelets. And if you use, if you figure out what principles missing, missing geographically, different principles are missing. That's the procedural part. Uh, so they go to different areas of the, mostly the United States, like, uh, Not the whole—bigger than the Midwest, because we've gotten as far as, like, Nevada, I think, and back Far East is someplace. Yeah, but you go there and you say, okay, you're missing the—it this. wouldn't be this simple, but you'd say multiplication. That might be too big for just two Earth people to solve, but uh, they would get the charms that say, like, multiplication or the X symbol or whatever— And they would call on the power that got us to shot to restore that principle. And then it would be restored. And so a lot of times, so that's the kind of thing, each episode they've gone there and be like, huh, how come this well's dry? Uh, water ran out. Oh, okay. Sure. That's not a math to be sure. Sure. We can't use math to fix this. And maybe they would look into it. Maybe it would be math based. Maybe the water really ran out, uh, that's not an episode, but I probably could have done one about that. That sounds a little too sleepy. So basically, Doctor Triangle and Isosceles are traveling the the, the old former United States, uh, trying to restore math one principle at a time. And this is another episode. They also the story's narrated by their mule Ada. And uh, they say, I'm trying to think any other stuff you need to know. They're heroic figures. You know, once they were, uh, they do have their own motivations, of course. And so that's it. And I also have a Hollywood, a very famous actor, uh, thespian, yes, uh, to, to uh, set up, the to introduce the episode, uh, Mr. Antonio Banderas. Uh, so ladies and gentlemen, is the boys, is the girls of friends beyond the binariest time in a world without math What does one plus one equals the adventures of Doctor Triangle and I suslies Yeah, That's pretty good. Like I like I always like yeah, that was pretty good. I also read it loved that you get uh Hello to my friends on Reddit. Great job. Man. like uh, So that's Mr. Antonio Banderas. He's going to go lie in my bed because I record in the closet in my bedroom. And he drives up from Los Angeles just to do this for whatever that took uh, and then lies down for rest. Uh, then after I'm done recording, if he's behaved and not moved or, you know, breathed out, one time he said, if you want to hear... A godlike sigh. It's probably not the most convenient time when I'm trying to record a podcast. No offense, Antonio, but holy cow. Uh, one time he sighed, and then I went out and I said, Hey, what's going on? But that was private time, you know. But, but so also, then I said, I, thought, I said, shoes off. Uh, but that was, anyway, not important. Uh, just, you know, some people forget, and then some people sigh. I mean, I don't have a godlike sigh. Mine is more of like a like a like some creature that's more closer to the ground, like Psy. a, a of a turtle. I've been told. Well, I, I was thinking of other like uh, you know, some sort of. Yeah, anyway, Antonio's just chuckling. We're gonna play a color cool later. So that's Mister Antonio Banderas, and this is uh, the Adventures of Doctor Triangle and I, Sosselys. I'm gonna turn it over to Ada uh hello everyone Ada the mule here so we're in a boat uh or uh I know i guess it is a skiff uh, it's it looks like it's a former rowboat or it's a dr- well, i think they're called drift boats uh we're we're on a boat well, we do have uh one of those things you have in a skiff i'm not sure what they're called the skiffing stick and we're slowly moving so the water we're in is moving now we are under the earth uh this is well. This you know. I'm trying to fill you in. in individual stories. Uh, we had gone into the earth out of like a, a steam a town where there was a lot of steam uh, development going on that had ceased, and we found our way to these uh, under underground t- tunnels, uh, which were human made. And very, very advanced uh, for us, I guess, like in the, whenever, before the fall of math, you know, the aughts and the changing of, from the aughts to the, to whatever they were going to call them, uh, they may have developed these tunnels because they had that boar company. So giant tunnels under the earth is what I'm telling you. And this one has been slowly uh, going down a little bit at a time, barely, and barely a great downward grade, but a very slow one. And we were on a train, like a small train, for a little while, and uh, we were going on train tracks, and we noticed that very quickly, uh, we we had started to. I'm trying to think of what it did to fill you in, but so there, there was some dampness in in there because of the aquifer that we had left. And I don't know if they told you this in the last story. I guess that would have been my job. Is that there was a very deep aquifer that they had discovered, like a, a fresh water, a gigantic aquifer uh, in the desert in this, you know, western central United States. And it ended up these tunnels were attached to that aquifer. So very quickly, our train tracks went to the side of the tunnel. And then the bottom of the tunnel was uh, a flowing river. Not very fast, uh, but not too slow either. Like I said, it was slow uh, grade downward. And we were on the side, so a bit like a canal. And we were on the side of the canal in our little train car. And we are moving along, and because we were able to go at a reasonable pace, uh, I don't know how far we traveled. And then we uh, switched over to a boat. And as we were doing that, just recently we started to encounter these valves, which are, uh, you've probably seen them in your movies and things. You turn a, a, a giant wheel clockwise or counterclockwise to open or close the valve. And at first we were ignoring them because they were like, there were signs on them, but we were like, well, we don't even know what we're doing here. Uh, but then when the train stopped uh, with the boat, it said stop uh, at every valve. And there would be, there's like a, this thing to stop the boat, not completely. You just push it down and then the boat could go on. And it actually works out great for when we, when we sleep because, uh, Then we're able to uh, – oh, and there's – because the water's slowly moving, there's electrical – water wheels uh, generating electricity for lighting in here. Yeah, But so we stop uh, – so we stopped, and it said there was big red signs. Now, the problem was that uh, none of the signs were very readable. There was uh, – there's valves, and then there's – what are those things? Gauges in the valves, and the the the, 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 the Dr. Triangle and isosceles have been trying to figure out uh, what these valves mean. Because the first ones, they were just green, and it was very simple. They turned each one, and then it was like, a, like a, you're green with arrows. And then it was clear that there was a gauge, and once they were turned, there were—, they were it, it, I guess maybe I should let them explain to it, because they're debating right now about it. Uh, I was thinking that, uh, like, uh, I thought, I thought I thought of a joke about tail, a tail and tails, uh, but I can't think of it now. So, so they're trying to debate because now it's gotten more complicated instead of just green arrows. So let me turn it over to doctor, uh, Dr. Dr. Triangle. And I, uh, okay, this, these, these are like, uh, you're saying these are words written in reverse, but I can't read them. We don't, and we—I don't know why we wouldn't have a mirror. Uh, we probably had one. I—I I know we had to leave a lot of our stuff behind. Uh, but if we could, like—I uh, don't like the water's a mirror, and uh, you know we've tried to look in the water to see it reverse, but the water's rippling too much. But then if we try to read it backwards, uh, you're saying you can't—you can't make sense of it. No, 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 I, honestly, I, I'm saying I can, I, I, it's, uh, I, I, I guess I was trying to explain to you that it's a like a S-T-O-P, but the w- letters are also reversed, or there was one half, uh, H-A-L-F, uh, and then it's flipped. It's like a mirror image, not just reverse. It's a little bit different than reversed. Uh, okay. So that's why I said, okay, let's just turn this one and then clockwise and counterclockwise. Okay. Okay. But re- not reverse. That's where I was getting mixed up. I thought they were supposed to be reversed. So then I said, but this looks, are you sure this isn't Russian? I remember saying that earlier. Yeah, no, it's not in Cyrillic. It's like a, uh, it's in mirror images, and and it's just a matter of uh, what's weird is I've been having trouble. I'm just able, like, there's some part of me that can recognize those words, uh, but I did try, like, when we were working side by. It is frustrating. Okay, so I'm I'm trying to like not trying to subtly say. I'm saying there's something interesting at work here. Okay, so so it's just confusing, right? Because I mean, plus we've been down here, we've been going in this boat. We I got no idea where we're under the earth somewhere. It feels like what is we we've been at it for two weeks or something, right? And without any math, like it's impossible to know where we are. You're you're right about that. so what do you think is all this is? Okay, so here's the situation. We have this canal. We're going in the water. The water's going somewhere. Then we have pipes going and along on the sides of the roof of this thing. I banged on the pipes, uh, and they seem hollow. Uh, and then we're supposed to open some of these valves that different things are not open them based on reverse, simple reverse directions that at 1st were just open I get the open one. oh green means go, so that's why I could understand, but now these are a little more nuanced, like you're saying a half or whatever, right, and then trying to read the gauges it's not easy. oh what do I but what do I think that's what you asked so here's I'm pretty sure okay, so here's the thing when we we disembarked at a town full of steam engines, correct? Yes. And a giant aquifer, and I guess what my I had posited is that that area, that town, that uh, oasis, yeah, that oasis we left uh, was meant to just be a nice little community for people to live in. That would be self-contained. Yeah, that's what we were thinking originally. You know, out in the middle of nowhere, no one could get there and bug you right but now what i'm thinking is that uh, it was more of a testing ground that aquifer seems to be humongous and supplying all this water and that uh, uh like uh so so there's all this water flowing that like in some direction but then there's these pipes the pipes i believe are to carry steam and air which, yes, are two different things. Like there's steam is air with water vapor, probably pressurized. And I think this other side is like the air that allows it to flow. I don't know. I can't quite put my finger on it. So we have the water for potential for steam and then steam into air, air air out to air intake and steam outtake is what I'm suspecting. But I guess I'm, I'm a little confused, too. And I think we just have to keep proceeding. And eventually we'll get somewhere. Okay, but what would be we'd be going somewhere where the water be getting steamed eventually. But there's no steam in there now. So, so it's not related to the town we were in because this would be too much water. Do you think this is like some sort of Cold War relic or something like that? I don't know. I think like we should just bed down for the night. Right, Ada? Ada's looking at us, uh, longingly, like longingly, like, uh, so let's just lie down. We'll take a break and then we'll take the boat. We'll just keep going and keep opening these things and, uh, trying to follow the directions. Hopefully they don't get any more complicated. Okay. Hey everyone, this is Ada. So we slept for a while. Then we went on the boat, uh, And we continued. It was for a few days. Uh, To be honest, it felt like a few thousand years uh, with these two. uh, And there was more valve turning and stuff. But the directions never got more complicated than uh, three-quarters and one-quarter turn clockwise and counterclockwise unless – there was other stuff, but it said unless. And I think that had to do with the gauges and then – uh, Doctor Triangle's like, well, only if it's functional, that's uh, what matters. These would be regularly checked. So that was a little bit confusing. But so where were we? So the um, so then we kept going and going and going, and now we've arrived. Oh, and also the temperature was getting warmer and warmer. And eventually, though, we arrived like where the boat ended. Now the water kept continuing. And the slope started to drop a a lot, like uh, it changed to like waterfalls uh, after the boat stopped. We had a nice area to stop to get out. And now we've entered an underground control facility, and it has uh, bunks. It's very, very modern, very nice. Uh, Oh, well, I'll just turn... Okay, Uh, I mean, here's a couple of things. Uh, So... Uh, this place is just, I I don't understand it's so well kept and so nice. Uh, Why do you think that is? I don't know. I think like either it's just good government planning. I mean, that sounds funny, but uh, I think they must have been preparing for the fall of mass or something else. Uh, Okay. And explain to me again, what do you think this place is for? Okay. Well, I pretty much, I know, I am pretty sure this is a, like a geothermal steam plant in one of the biggest ones in a recovery plant too, which is an interesting part, a recovery of what of, of, of water vapor. And so uh, basically the, the probably still pretty far off. There is a, uh, an area of like a seismic activity of, uh, of LAVA yeah 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 of, of yeah of uh yes yeah, size like a cr- earth's crust is open I mean it's definitely close enough to, close enough to warm this facility and it would probably have to be pretty close uh and they must have some way that this water is eventually flowing there and being recovered uh so then it would like uh I think probably there's another aquifer. This is just my guess because we started the water flowing. You would want to be able to control the flow of the water so that you're not losing any water when the plant's not functioning. And by the – just looking at the – I'm just guessing this is a very large – it may just be used to power some other facility related to this building. Okay. So should I be looking through stuff uh, to find stuff? Yeah, I think so. Like see what you could dig up, like go through, you know, go through people's like uh, lockers and stuff like that or the offices down the hall. I'm going to try to figure out getting things operational because what I was saying was that uh, eventually eventually the water will get it will turn to steam, then the steam will be uh, captured in drive turbines, generate power. Uh, then the water vapor as it cools will be captured for probably for drinking it's distilled water and then maybe returned to the original. I don't know if it gets returned to the aquifer or what the best use, or maybe it gets released into the air, which would make, Oh, maybe it does like maybe there is a surface portion of this facility. Okay. That's all by kind of barely interesting to me. Uh, but, uh, uh, so what should I be looking for? I guess like looking for anything, like bigger plans, like so we can figure out what we're doing here. Or I can't make any sense of this. So it's like whatever. I think this is all in code. In code. That's what I was thinking with the mirror images. Everything here is not written. It's not in 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 American English. It's not in a Cyrillic. So I have no idea. I can't make any sense of the control panels, but everything seems really well preserved and ready to go. Yeah, I mean, that's what I... Well, I think everything was just sealed here. Like, uh, they, they, they had a plan. They're waiting for someone to come operate it. It seems all structured in a way that it's a two-person two operation, so we would be able to get everything up and running if I could just make sense of the codes. What do you you think that is just to keep people from messing? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's just, uh, you know, that's like poor government planning, I guess. So we need to crack this code and then also figure out once we get everything running, where's the power, where can we get, where can we plug in? Am I right? So the power, would you think the power will work? Well, that's another question. I mean, I, I do have another suspicion, which is that, uh, There's more and more things I've been noticing on our way here that were somewhat math-related, like the lights worked. Um, So maybe this is some sort of low math impact zone. Maybe all math, who knows, maybe all math goes. We just happen to be in a pocket of uh, full mathdom or something. And so I think what we should do is uh, you go look, and I'll get to work here trying to figure out these controls. How's that sound? Uh, this that sounds great. Okay, hey everybody, Ada here. Back, uh, so Doctor Triangle and Isosceles separated for a little bit, um, and it ended up being more than a little bit of not a. It was but basically, eventually, I just wanted to skip that part because nothing really happened. A lot of walking around, uh, Isosceles going into offices. Uh, sitting in desks, like uh, spinning around in the office chairs, l- you know, looking through de- rifling, uh, trying to find a plan, then forgetting why Isosceles was there, uh, then pretending like to call people in, and d- d- like it was a play acting, basically saying, "Okay, well, well, come on in. I wanted to discuss uh, th- these demerits with you." Uh, then eventually Dr. Triangle find, found isosceles and said, can you give me an update on what's your, have you found any plants? Uh, where, how much power is this plant going to generate? Uh, where is the steam going? What, what, everything. Eventually then they collaborated again, which was probably the mistake to split up and work on the code and then the, the searching. And what they found was uh, with a little bit more looking, that this was a massive, uh, and I, again, I'm just a mule, so I don't know if this is exact terminology. But a geothermal steam plant would be a, like a soft cell. Uh, for this was a plant that used the, the earth. It happened to be a place where the crust uh, a new intersection, actually. But, but, like so, you might say, "Well, I'm not familiar with the, the tectonic plate in that area," uh, but a her- area of a high geothermal activity. And like a lot of it, and then in the surround, so basically there's a giant area nestled in between two mountain ranges uh, that, the, that this plant is nearby, uh, that it's designed to supply uh, power, water, clean water, warm, like uh, heat uh, from the, like a uh, really, really efficient uh, no fossil fuels and a lot of it like uh like it actually harkens back to the steampunk thing before because a lot of it is steam po- like not just electricity uh, but a lot of it is direct steam powered conveniences uh and there are some habitable areas so this was to the best of my knowledge uh some sort of uh, pre-fall of math program to say, oh, okay, if never, everything doesn't go great with, uh, I don't know if they knew about the fall of math, uh, but maybe that was on their chart of possible things that might not work out so great. Uh, they said, well, we have this mountain base. Uh, actually, we have this undiscovered aquifer in, uh, aquifer in the desert and, uh this new crust earths. Also we've crusted up a lot of the earth with the F-R-A-C-K-I-N-G-ing. So a dual thing about this would be that it will um actually further the cracks like in the like outlying areas, uh, the far outlying areas. So this will become like a self contained ut- possible utopia if it was to work out. Their thing was uh you know, place to recover for two or three generations. I said, holy cow, these humans. uh, So, and and not just for, like, a few, not just for a few, like, or just a chosen few, a selected few, more than a selected few, uh, and then more, it wasn't, like, like exclusive. Like, if you got an invite, you were good to go. But also they had actually, because you see these things and they say, well, it's just for the um, people with connections or that. Now, you would be geographically limited, but they were planning, they had room for everybody that could probably get there. If like, uh, unless it was a slow, like this decline of math uh, ended up, they didn't foresee that. So it ended up, uh, Huh. I wonder what uh well, maybe Dr. Triangle and Isosceles. So they figured out this is great. This is huge. I mean, all of the communities they visited can benefit from this. A lot of them would actually be within this, uh, like a new Earth crust zone. Uh, so, in some sense, it would be separated from the affiliated states on one side and then whatever's going on in the West, which is not so great either. So really, getting this plant up and running to get the water into the like this is a big deal. So let me turn it back over to them because they're trying to figure out. Oh, okay, okay. I guess I'm talking. I'm I'm just excited. I guess this sounds great even for me. Okay, they're to, okay. So, a so we've tried mirrors. We've tried writing things out, and. We just can't get, I think it's because we want it so, you know what I mean? Maybe you don't, because we were trying to work on your thing. Like, uh, you know, when you want something, sometimes you push it away. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I mean, we're not seeing the whole picture or something. I mean, because it's just so exciting. Like, this fixes everything. There's room for me to have privacy and even relocate my things, but even the communities we visited could benefit from this or they could relocate here. So we probably need some of those, you know, some of the services they could offer. But this could become like a new, smaller, like this could become a like its own math zone, uh, maybe. Or I, I don't know. I mean uh this could really work out really great like do you think this is why we're here this is our purpose we're driving to this the whole time and now we've just got to figure out this code so i guess yeah that's why it's so hard to get this code down because uh this is why we're here like this is what sasha must have wanted yeah i mean i guess it was why did it, i guess because We'd need all those other communities, so restoring math in those communities would be key to a supply chain, uh, which we we're already putting in place. But this could be the the most urban area. Like this could be a real city eventually, and there's already plenty. I mean, it, well, it's uh, big enough for cities. I mean, this really like uh, even in this uh, this valley is quite large. Yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting. I think this is what we've been building for. I guess. I mean, it's just frustrating. But if. So, what are we trying to. Why am I trying to figure out a code when it's just math? Oh, holy mackerel. Uh, what do you mean? Well, like. Uh, so, what I'm thinking is that uh, this is just another missing math principle. And then. We were trying to, I was trying to figure it out like it was a code. And okay, so we have to figure out the math to to, to decode it. No, I think it's a very simple solution, actually. Like, every almost did you notice that? Like, a lot of the solutions have been math makes complications. Everybody blames math for overcomplicating things, it really simplifies it. I don't know. I mean, you may be using like a, you may be a little biased because of your own experience, but go ahead and tell me more. Okay, so well, I'm just saying that I don't think it's a code. I think it's just a missing math principle, and our our, our eyes are blind. You know, we can't we can't see the truth uh, because we, the math principle doesn't exist. So it's not something we could ever decode without the principle of math. Uh, the underlying principle that's missing. Okay, so which one would it be? Okay, well, I think it's mirror images, is reflections. Uh, I think it's like transformations, reflections, and translations. And also uh, reflections, some other principle. What would it be? Oh, rotations. You can see some of these are maps for the uh the different steam channels, uh, the plumbing you call it. Uh oh uh, yeah, this did I t- tell you this? This reminds me of this game I used to play on the computer. Uh oh where's my no 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 before the before on the computer only. Before devices Oh the air before devices. I can't believe you were around well I you know, I lived in a Anyway, we had only access to older device, computer, and it was like that water thing, but it was, uh, it was, uh, it was just plumbing. It was a simpler thing then, but yeah, that reminded me of it turning the, oh, so the water can go flow. I think in my case it was under, it was uh, not water, it was green stuff. Okay, that's fascinating. So, so where does that leave us? It uh, leaves us a uh, huh, great question oh, we, with the math principle. So the math principle is reflection, rotation, and translation uh, or transformation, all, all those things. Uh, do you ha- I have a mirror here on my chain right now and uh, uh, two versions of the same triangle. Oh, wow, I have two other versions of that same triangle. Or they're all the same triangle, just uh, hung from the charm bracelet in different places. Or, or they're different. Tri- they're actually different triangles, because they're four different charms. Oh, and yeah, I also have a grid. Okay, so you're ready. Okay, yeah, by Shashat, if you could hear us in all of your wisdom and glory... Please see fit to restore the mathematic principles of transformation, translation, reflection and rotation in rotation uh, rotations uh, plural, but don't please restore them. We ask you this in humbleness to your wisdom, Sashada, so that we might serve and math me. Would you serve us and we may serve we're here to serve math uh thank you, Sasha. Please restore those principles, okay, now what well, now is the easy part, so now there is code, but I think if we hold up a mirror to some of them, I mean we'll have to decode things, but it's not gonna be hard anymore because it's a simple code. It's either reflection, rotation. Or, uh, it might be translation, which is like moving a shape around, but it stays the same. Okay, so let's get started then. Well, I think we should take a rest, and then we'll get started. Okay, let's take a rest, and then we'll get... You're right, this is so exciting. Also, I gotta recommend this. Uh, I know there's, like, uh, sleeping quarters that we've been staying in, but the offices are quite fun. And, uh... Like, uh, there's, like, there's, uh, there's someone's office, uh, the, their name is not Chicago or Zhivago, uh, it's Zhivago, and I'd like to have that office as mine. Okay, that's fine. Are you, are you going to sleep in the office? Is there snacks in there? Is that why? Yeah, actually, there's a mirror in there, and I was wondering, because I felt like something was off, uh. And now that mirror, now that reflections are restored, uh, I should have mentioned that too. Okay. Well, actually, I don't know if I should, maybe we should just, because now maybe I, let's just start because I noticed these lights are starting to light up. Oh uh, yeah. Let's get to like, uh, yeah, let's take a rest. And then like, uh, you're right. Uh, cause I actually, now I'm ready to go in my office and pretend I'm, uh, Dr. Chevy, Chevy, Chicago. Okay, okay, that's fine. I'm gonna take a rest. I'm gonna go to the sleeping course. I'll see you in a little while tomorrow, I guess. Hey everyone, Ada here. So they rested and then they went to work. And again, this part is like a not. You know, I just wanted to to skip it because So there were some codes that were mirror codes, like you held up a mirror, where they were able to find more than one mirror. Yeah, because it was office environment, and then uh, they slowly restored things, and then they slowly got things going, which triggered uh, the water to start flowing, steam to start building up. Uh, it was amazing that it was a mostly automated plant, but again, they kept being surprised everything was ready to go. As far as like upkeep and maintenance, uh, since it seemed like no one had been in there, but then they were like, oh, like uh, what?" Well, they were, the, you know, they were like, "Well, how do we know?" No one. But uh, they said it's strange, and so they got everything going. I guess, I, whoops, I teased that a little bit too much. I'm sorry. This is Ada. I mean, they're gonna if they knew that I was, uh, tra- you know, but you'll, you, you, guess that's not my job. My job's not to. But so they got everything running and the steam going. And the power, a lot of it was, you know, potential. Like, so just building up the steam, getting the turbines going. And uh, uh, that's, so they're getting very excited because then everything's, this has been, it took them a couple days uh, uh, of decoding things to get it going and switching and stuff like that. And, you know, they were dressing as Dr. Chicago. So, okay, so I'll turn it over. Uh, well, Dr. Triangle, uh, you don't need to call me doctor anymore because it looks like our work's almost done. There's just this one, like, uh, does this mean that it's redirecting actual lava uh, to somewhere? Yeah, I don't understand that uh, what those mechanisms are, are doing, uh, but it does say, "Oh, you know, yeah, it's like uh, it says it's go like maybe we could observe it because it says it's viewable through one of the telescopes up on the roof." Uh, what, what you? There's a pause in your voice. Uh, what is that? Well, I mean, our work's really not done because uh, we'll have to get a hold of uh, your sister. I'll have to go get all of my supplies. So that'll take a few months. I mean, we'll have to spread the word. But I'm just wondering why we haven't heard from Sashat. Also, I'm just wondering if this is, uh, if it's like, I get a sense now that we, like, uh, that, uh, I don't know what is it uh, let's do it while we walk to the roof to observe uh, so there's lava flowing yeah about uh there's a powerful telescope up on the roof it says in the one guide and about 40 miles out uh, this telescope can view this uh i don't know it's it's a, like a, it says it's a lava accelerator which i've never heard of It's steam it's a steam uh, steam and lava accelerator. Okay. Well, what were you. Uh, well, I just feel like I think I get the sense that Sashat and Discordia have made a some sort of uh, arrangement and we're just pawns in the game. Why do you. Okay. I'm not a following. Okay. Well, don't you think this just worked out a little bit too well? Because. So now basically there's two or three. Uh, like, uh, ge- isolated geographic areas. Uh, uh, one uh, that has no math, or very, very low math, uh, of Eastern-affiliated states or whatever it's called. Then the West, which we don't really know anything about, except that there's no low math there. And then this portion of the, the, the West, you know, to the somewhat of the Midwest, uh, but accessible because where that, uh, all that, like all that drilling and pumping, like a lot of that aquifer, I think, uh, they got it, like they had prepared for, but anyway, it, it just, I, mean, I I don't know, like, seems like they maybe have worked a deal. Is there something wrong with that though? Because then there'll be a math, Will those all those people be deprived of math, one? And two, I just didn't like being not told that. Uh, okay, so see, here's the telescope. It does look like there's bright lights. Uh, it looks like there's, like, lava flowing into... Uh, uh, it's, like, piling up or something. Well, that's... Uh, it's beautiful, Uh It's like piling up though. It looks like, uh, it's weird. It looks like it, like, you know, you remember Treebeard? Uh, you've talked about Treebeard before, or maybe I have. Yeah, I'm familiar with Treebeard. Like, it looks like tree, like the legs of, uh, is that a speaker there? It seems like it's fuzzing. Can you hit that? Oh, let me hit the squelch. Uh, what's that? There's talking coming through it. Okay, turn up the volume. Is talking. It's Discord. You're Discordia coming through a speaker. You're la- laughing at us, huh? Yes, yeah, so it's Discordia laughing at us. Uh, yeah, I did say that. Okay. F- followed all of the plans. Uh, oh, you've been listening in on us? Uh, and you think it's very funny? Oh, because that's you. Oh, you didn't. So that's you. Wait a second. Oh boy, what, what is it? Let me just finish listening and then I'll explain to you. Well, we didn't fall. We we uh. Are you sure you didn't reach a compromise with shot? Oh, this will also become a nomad. Well, you need this. Oh, so even though, so you're, you you can't have chaos everywhere. I see. So, this will be the balance point for your chaos space empire, though, oh and it's you, you yeah, yeah, you can't have a lot of luxury with chaos, I hear that uh oh, so basically we set up the whole supply chain for your so you've been pretending to be shot the whole time. what is it? okay, okay, just hang up or turn that speaker off, okay, what happened? Okay, well, it's not good, and I think we're gonna have a little cri, you know, a little faith. faith uh, so basically, I can't believe it, though. I can't believe it. Are you telling me you've you're you believe, you've believed, and then you've lost your belief, but you're reclaiming your belief? I guess apparently I have. I started to hope or something because according to discordia which she said it r- r- right when over the speaker i'm surprised you didn't hear it but uh this has been her plan all along the reason the base was so well kept is because uh her people have been keeping it up and they had everything greased and lubed and ready to go and the only thing they couldn't do was undo the math puzzle so they do ne- discordia needs math uh but only like in a um, a dictatorial way. So basically, this will be the mass, it won't be for the people. It'll be like we imagined, the. you know, it would be only for the 0.00%, I guess. Uh, That's not the worst part, though. Okay, tell me what the worst part is. So normally you'd say, well, you know, maybe we could get some demand, you know, maybe we could figure something out. We don't want a dictator controlling as the one mass based zone that will actually have power and, steam. you know, all of the stuff, not quite back to the pre, pre-fall days, but just like in our place, that'd be pretty cool to have. I was looking forward to having a steam bath and, you know, whatever, I, inventing, you know, I don't think I'm the best inventor, but, uh. Inventing Steam-based inventions, Steam convenience. Yeah, so I was looking forward to getting my sister and the rest of my family. Yeah, that's not going to be an option. Okay, so Discordia played us, uh, and it's played us the whole time. I don't know. I think that's what Discordia wants us to believe, uh, that there is no sushat, or there never was. But that's not possible either. Because we we believe, uh, well, because the, like, was Discordia providing our, that's what, anyway, that's why I turned the speaker off, even though Discordia's still listening. Okay, but what was the other thing that you said was not good? Okay, basically, Sashad and Discordia haven't had to, haven't been able to have corporal bodies, and you know when, like, uh that a favorite corporal body for especially a, like a discordian type God or goddess is, uh, you know, earth lava body. It's very popular. Oh yeah. They're usually like, uh, yeah, they usually, that is a popular look for them. Yeah. So we just started that. Like when we started the seam plant, uh, it looks like one of the measures that they had planned for a protection was, uh, some sort of, uh, I don't know, they altered the machine, the the lava accelerator. How can you accelerate? I don't understand. I don't know. Probably part of it's magic. I mean, she is a goddess. Uh, But the reason, you know, not 100% of math was gone because uh, Discordia wasn't fully... She's going to be a full resident of Earth. Uh, Okay, so how... Oh, boy, that's not good. That means... uh, well, that means, uh, yeah. So not only are we uh, intellectually and spiritually in, in a bit of a pickle, we're also actually in a pickle too. Uh, because once she has a corporal body, she'll uh, she'll give us a visit, and who like uh, that's pretty unlimited power. Not to mention then telling other humans, hey, we got all this great like, uh, oh boy. So what are we gonna do? I think we should rest, uh, because we worked very hard getting everything up and running. And by my calculations, uh, because we're in a high math zone now, I'm just doing like a basic, it's going to be about 86 hours. uh, So even though it seems like short or long, it's, it's just enough time for us to get a good rest and then work on a plan tomorrow because they still I have to still believe that Sushat didn't put us in this situation. Oh Dr. Triangle, is a- I thought you were uh, an actor playing a person of science. Uh, I realize you're a performer. Uh, yeah, I-, 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 I believe in math. I do. So uh, yeah, we'll have to let's get rest and then we'll f- hey ADA, Ada's waiting at the bottom of the ladder for us. We're gonna get some rest. Uh, it's good seeing you. Okay, yeah. Let me pet your head. It's gonna. Everything's gonna be okay. It's gonna work out great. Uh, yeah, I'll sing you to sleep. Good night, Ada. Good night, Do- good night, Doctor Chicago. Uh, uh, good night, Doctor Triangle.